What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 14 of the Unlocking British English podcast. My name is Shane, and in today's episode, I'm going to be talking to you guys about three things that I think too many English students worry too much about. So over the course of my time as an English tutor, I've taught over 700 students from all around the world, from all different backgrounds, all different motivations, reasons for wanting to learn English. Um, and there are some things that I see pop up over and over and over again that I think too many people worry about for no good reason. And so I thought I would talk about the most common things in today's episode. Um, so yeah, before we jump into the full episode though, if you would like to download the transcript for this episode, you can do that for free right now on the website. Just go to the description box wherever you are listening to this episode, click on the link and you'll be able to download the transcript for free right away. So yes, three things that I think every student or most students worry too much about. So the first thing, the first thing is introductions and greetings, okay? How we introduce ourselves, how we greet people when we meet someone uh, new or different. This is something that so, so, so many students worry about um, and I don't think that we need to. Most people feel like they need this huge list, this huge like Rolodex full of different options, different ways that they can greet people. You know, we need a hundred different ways to meet people uh, or to greet people when we meet them. Um, and admittedly, this is something that I think is made worse by other uh, English tutors, English content creators, especially in like the YouTube space and stuff like that. Um, if you follow any kind of English learning YouTube channels, you've probably seen videos like, don't say, I'm fine, thanks, how are you? Say this instead. Don't say this, say that. Um, these videos that are essentially they're trying to tell you that this way of responding to a question is really weird and unnatural and instead you should use one of these following ways. Um, now don't get me wrong, there are a variety of different ways in which people greet each other and introduce themselves and things like that, um, but this classic idea of um, it being bad to say, I'm fine thanks, how are you? Is, is just, it's stupid. It's really weird. And to be completely honest, it kind of annoys me because when I see those videos on YouTube, I think of how many people, you know, see those videos and think, oh my God, I've been responding to people wrong. I've been sounding like a robot. I've been sounding like an idiot all this time. No, you haven't. Let me tell you, uh, as a lifelong British person, it is entirely normal if someone says, how are you? It is entirely normal to respond to them, I'm fine, thanks, how are you? There's nothing weird about that. There is nothing robotic about that. There is nothing unnatural about that. The problem is not really with what we say, it's how we say it, right? So you can say these things in a very rigid and robotic way. Someone says, how are you? And you go, I am fine, thank you, and how are you? That is obviously strange, but it's not strange because of what you said, it's strange because of how you said it. So, I, re I really regularly find that people stress a lot about this idea of, I don't know how I'm supposed to greet people in the exact right manner, I don't know how to sound like more natural, more this and more that. The key thing to remember with greetings and introductions, especially in English-speaking countries, 
is that most of the time we don't actually care, which is to say when someone says, oh, hey, how are things going? Or, hey, how are you? Or how, how are things? Or what's up? Or whatever variation they use, they're not really asking, right? If you say, oh, hey, how are you? And someone says, oh, well, let me tell you all about my day. First this happened and then this happened and then I had this problem at work. That's actually quite a strange thing to do, right? There's a time and a place for you to talk about, you know, how you are, what's going on, what's up, you know, all these different things. But generally, you know, when you're just, when you're you're introducing yourself or you're greeting someone, um, you know, hey, how are things going? Yeah, good, thanks, how are you? It's, it's, it's not a real question. Um, we're not really asking and answering. It's just a, what we'd call a pleasantry. It's just, you know, to, 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 to appear more polite, I suppose. One of the easiest ways to, to see the proof of this is the fact that we actually have a lot of memes in English about um, times when people have responded to questions automatically without actually having thought about it. So, um, for example, I don't know if you go to buy something at the shop um, and then the person who's, you know, the shop assistant, they give you their your change, the money back. And they say, oh, here's your change. And you say, oh, thanks, mate. And you. And you kind of you sit there and you go, what? What did I just say? That doesn't mean anything. But the reason is because we're so in the habit of just automatically throwing out responses to these kind of questions um, that we don't really think about it. So as a foreign language learner, as a language learner, uh, or sorry, as a learner of English, don't worry about having this huge list of different introductions and different greetings. Don't worry about, is this the most natural way? Is this the most normal way to say it? As long as you're saying things that a normal human being would say, i.e. I'm fine, thanks, how are you? It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's not a problem. Okay, so that was the first thing that I wanted to cover. Don't stress so much about introductions and greetings. It's not a big deal and it is perfectly normal to say, I'm fine, thanks, how are you? Um, okay, so the second thing that way too many students worry about when they're trying to learn and improve their English is slang. Okay, slang, uh, colloquial language. Well, I say slang because colloquial language can mean just kind of non-formal language, but slang is is a little bit more specific, right? It's the it's the stuff that people say in different areas, different age groups, all this kind of thing. And now, I totally understand the interest in wanting to understand slang. You know, if you watch a lot of TV shows, you'll watch a lot of movies, uh, you follow different people on YouTube, you're going to hear these different words that don't pop up in your normal dictionaries and things like that, but they seem to be used with uh, a lot of frequency, right? They're used a lot. Um, but I think that people worry way too much about slang for a couple of reasons. Um, the first is that you're never going to learn it all, not because you're foreign, not because you're a learner, not because you're this, that and the other, because it's not possible. It's not possible for anyone to understand all slang uh, of any language, of any country, because slang is so much more specific than that and there are so many things that divide uh, different groups of people in terms of how much of this slang you can understand. Let me give you an example. Okay, so if we were to say, uh, to use the idea of British slang, well, what is British slang? Well, nothing, really, because it depends on way too many other things, okay? There is slang that is used in London that is not used in Manchester. There is slang that's used in Birmingham that's not used in Newcastle. There's slang that is used in Edinburgh that's not used in Southampton. And so, 
and and of course that happens in every other country, right? If you think about, you know, in your country, there's there's slang that's used in Sao Paulo that's not used in Rio de Janeiro. There's slang that's used in Berlin that's not used in Dusseldorf. There's slang that's used in Moscow that's not that sounds strange, right, to use in Saint Petersburg. There's all these different things um, that change how slang and how colloquial language is used uh, depending on the location. So that's one thing to take into account is that there are a lot of variations um, to account for. The second thing is it's not just about that. It's also about your your kind of age and the people that you're around you know for example uh, I'm currently 29 uh, I'm gonna be 30 in a couple of weeks um, and my younger brother there's quite a big age gap between me and my siblings so my younger brother uh, is 19 so he's 10 years younger than me he uses slang and phrases that I don't fully understand, right? I could tell you maybe generally the idea, generally kind of what they're saying, but I don't know why this specific word is used, and I don't necessarily know how you can use that specific word. What situations can you use it in, and what situations can't you use it in? Because language follows lots of pointless rules, unwritten rules. You know, there are some words that you can put in some places, it sounds perfectly natural, and there are other words that if you put in different places, it sounds really weird and really awkward. And there is no way of learning about any of that stuff apart from just being in those situations. So again, you know, just because I'm British doesn't mean I understand British slang. We have to be more specific, right? I'm not going to understand a group of 18-year-olds from London chatting about their day uh, using a lot of slang and a lot of terms, right? I might be able to pick up the general idea. I know vaguely, you know, what they're saying, but I don't know why they're using these words. I don't know why this word is being emphasized in this way and so there are a lot of details a lot of different uh, factors that mean it's very very hard to well it's impossible to know all slang it's impossible to understand all slang and so again I totally understand the want to sound a little bit more natural a little bit a little bit more normal and there are certain words that you can use to do that right I made the episode uh, of six words you know very British words that you can use to sound more natural but they are just kind of common British words. They're not slang words, right? There's a big difference between someone who's learning English trying to say the word mate, like, oh, how you, how you doing, mate? Uh, you know, sounding a little bit more natural. Um, there's a big difference between that and someone being like, yo, fam, what's up, bruv? What you saying? Like, and speaking like they're from London. It sounds weird. It's a bit awkward. It's a bit cringe. It's a bit, ugh, I don't know. Um, you know, some people like it, some people don't. But the fact of the matter is that slang is something that is wildly specific in a lot of ways that we can't predict. And so for those reasons, you are never going to get a complete handle on all slang. But again, that's not because you're a foreigner. It's not because you're a learner. It's not because you're a bad learner or anything like that. It's the nature of slang. There need to be a lot of things in place for you to be able to understand exactly exactly what's being said, right? It can be very specific. Um, even as a final example, you know, there was slang that was used in my school, in my town, but in the other school in my town, there was other words that might have been used to mean different things. And so if you didn't go to that school, you wouldn't know what that phrase meant. And so try not to worry so much about trying to understand 
all of the slang, trying to use all of the slang. Of course, you want to be able to improve your understanding to get it to a point where you, you know what's happening. But with the super specific slang, it's just something that if you're around it a lot, then you'll pick it up because it's relevant. If you don't hear it that much, it's not that common, thus it's not that relevant, so just don't worry about it so much. Um, so yeah, slang is something else that people worry about way too much when they're trying to learn English. And so yeah, the third and final thing that I wanted to talk about today, the final thing that people worry way too much about when they are learning English is perfect pronunciation. Now, I wanted to make sure that I said perfect pronunciation here because we need to add a little bit of nuance. The goal of language, the goal of speaking is communication, okay? And so we do need to worry about our pronunciation to a certain extent, but in my opinion, you should only be worrying about your pronunciation insofar as how easy is it to be understood, okay? So your pronunciation needs to be good enough so that the people that you're talking to can understand what you are saying without having to put too much effort in or without having to stress too much, okay? But that doesn't mean that you need to have perfect pronunciation. And I don't think that you should even want to have perfect pronunciation. I think it's a bit of a strange kind of goal, right? We often watch... Uh, you know, lots of TV shit, TV series and TV film, uh, TV series and films and different things where we see these different people speaking in this really elegant, really posh, really refined English. You know, you imagine Downton Abbey, you imagine The Crown, you know, these different things. And there is this idea of this type of pronunciation just being linked to, you know, this uh, higher class of life, this, uh, yeah, this refined version of life. Um, and so it's understandable that some people would want to kind of speak like that or to try and speak, you know, perfectly and things like that. But to me, I find it to be quite strange that you would want to erase all of your own personal kind of history and heritage and stuff. I think most English people think it's really cool when you have a bit of an accent, right? You, you when you when you can tell that someone's from Brazil, from Latin America, from Russia, from a Slavic country, or from different places, it's kind of cool. It's interesting. It's exotic. It, it's, but more importantly, it's you. That's who you are, right? The fact that you sound a little bit like this country or like that country. That's not a negative thing, it's just that's just who you are. And I think that a lot of people, they chase this idea of this perfect English pronunciation, like, oh, I want to talk like this person, I want to talk like that person. Um, and the first thing is that is just a super, super difficult goal that is going to be almost impossible to reach. Um, because a lot of those people in those cases, especially in these kind of TV shows and things, they've gone through years and years of specific pronunciation and accent training um, to be able to speak in that way, right? Most British people don't speak like that. But even when we're thinking about, I don't know, let's say you decide you want to speak exactly like me, that's going to take a lot of work, a lot of time and a lot of effort. And I genuinely don't believe that the time and effort necessary to get you to that point wouldn't be better spent in something else. And so there is nothing wrong with having really good pronunciation. There is nothing wrong with having a pronunciation that makes it sound like you actually grew up in England. But I think that having that as a goal 
isn't a very good idea and I think that you can spend your energy and your effort on much more important things and so I find that way too many people worry way too much about their accent. Anyone that thinks that, well, basically people think that if you can notice that you're not a native speaker, that means you have bad pronunciation. No. If I can't understand what you are saying, that means you have bad pronunciation. If I understand everything that you said, but I can also notice that you come from a different country, there's nothing wrong with that. It's perfectly normal. And in fact, I think that's something that you should be proud of, right? I know that you're from Brazil, but you can also speak English. I know that you grew up in Poland, but I know that you can also speak basically fluent English. That's really cool. That's really awesome. Um, I don't think we should want to remove our, you know, our history, our heritage from our pronunciation from the way that we speak because it's part of who we are. Again, I totally understand and agree with the wanting to sound a little bit more natural, not to stick out so much, right? No one wants to feel like they stick out in the crowd so much, but the idea that you need this perfect uh, perfect pronunciation, I think, is 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 incorrect and yeah we need to remember that the goal of speaking of language is communication so if they can understand you your pronunciation is great y punto that's it uh, and so yeah that is everything basically that I wanted to talk about for today. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode and found it interesting. Uh, as always, if you have any kind of thoughts or anything that you would like to suggest for future episodes, please get in contact with me either on the website or on Instagram. Um, and yeah, thank you very much for the support. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the episode and I'll look forward to speaking to you again in the next one.